Hello and welcome to this super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. Today I have a very special episode. I flew all the way out to Nebraska to talk with our movie correspondent, uh, Mom, about this new movie called uh, The Hunt for the Wilder People. We watched it last night. It was a good movie. It was fantastic. Uh, but before we get into that, Mom... Uh, First off, I gotta explain. We we have a guest in the studio today, Rocco. He's he's he, you're gonna hear him probably. <laughs> just I just wanna. He's 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 not like Kyle. He's about 150 pounds heavier than Kyle. What is he? He's he's a great Pyrenees, isn't he? Yes, he is. Big big old dog. Uh, you can put a saddle on him, ride him around. People have suggested that. Yeah, it's. I mean. It's it's only logical at this point that the size of this animal, but um, he's a good dog. But but he's but he's we've got a lot of Scott Castigator fans just beating down the doors because they're not expecting me in Nebraska, and so he's barking at them, getting them away so that we can pot in peace. You know, I appreciate it. So if you hear the barking in the background, oh, if you hear the barking in the background, that's all that is. It's just uh, Rocco scaring away the fans. So <clears throat> email bag, mom. Yes. Are you excited for email bag? I don't think I've ever done an email bag with you. No, no, you haven't. This email bag comes from Master Charles. He listens to the last episode. This is probably the quickest turnaround for email bag I've had in a long time. Because it just came in yesterday. Uh, <clears throat> does, does Master Charles send the bag? Or does he do the bag? Or <laughs> what is it? He sends the email to the email bag. Oh. And then I open up the email bag. And uh, I read the emails at my leisure. Oh. It's usually just adoring fans, and I don't bother the uh, listening audience with that. But this one is a bit of a criticism. Uh, he, he writes, You want uh, Musk to build an underground tunnel city, but he can't even make a submarine small enough to fit inside a cave for a rescue mission. Ellipses. Just saying, ellipses. And that's how he, that's all he wrote. Do you, do you know about Elon Musk's... Uh, I, I, is this the Thailand children getting the di- stuck yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Thailand? Yeah, it was. I think it was Thailand. Or was it like Korea? Thai water caves. No, it's not Korea. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, he didn't have a lot of time to do that. No, that's what, it what I'm like saying. It was like a couple of days, and they were already dragging the kids out. Exactly. You know, like he had a pretty good system for considering the time constraint. You know. And what I suggested in the last episode was Elon Musk is all about saving humanity, right? He's all about uh, getting us to Mars so that just in case Earth explodes, we have a place to live. And uh, and he's also all about fixing traffic for some reason. So he's built tunnels underneath LA. I think he should work on that first. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's... And that's kind of my... Along the lines of my suggestion, I was saying, you know, Elon Musk... If you're so interested in saving humanity and you're so interested in building all these tunnels, you know, just combine these two efforts together. Stop putting all your eggs in different baskets. You know, you know how the old saying goes, put all your eggs in one basket. Exactly. And <laughs> and uh, I just think Elon Musk should build a, a large underground society uh, using the tunneling technology he's using to build these uh, uh, advanced snake tunnels. Just build... Build underground cities, you know? Maybe he's just slightly ADD. I think that's probably the case. A lot of intelligent people are. Yeah. So yeah. He, he can't concentrate. Yeah, you can't concentrate. He's all over the boards. So he has all these different things. But like, if he just would have focused all his efforts, or like combined his efforts more like, into one thing, I feel like he would do much better. Maybe medicine. Maybe some medicine. Maybe he needs drugs. But like last time he did drugs. No, no. Prescription kind that helped the ADD. Okay. <laughs> Help the concentration level. Okay. Like maybe that's the case. There is something. I can't remember what it's called. People do take it for recreation, but it does have a it does have a purpose. Yeah, like Adderall or That's it. Adderall. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, people take that. Uh, for fun, people take that for sport. People take that for education. People take that for their day to day activities. Yeah, people that really shouldn't be taking it. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially just speed. There, there are people that actually need it. Yeah, you know, and the appropriate doses. Contact your physician. 
Well, I think it's a sign of the times. It's, it's become it's become a lazy society. People, if if they don't have to work at something, they'll take a they'll take a pill for it. Yeah, like uh, Elon Musk, instead of taking time out of his day to turn off, relax, switch off the Twitter and stuff like that, he's uh, switching to Ambien, and uh, that's what he's that's what he blames his uh, that's what he blames his Security and Exchange Commission tweet on. That can be a little scary. Yeah, he's saying he took in Ambien. And Ambien then does not he, have a good track record. It really doesn't. <laughs> it's it's uh, like of, of all. I the, don't think I would even admit to taking that if I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not on Mike anyway. <laughs> but between Roseanne Barr uh, getting her whole show canceled over it. Yeah. And between Elon Musk. They had to be somewhere to say that. I don't know where in their minds right. they were, but. Like, I'm, yeah. It's like, what are they thinking? Yeah, it's what are they, they thinking? They've got to know they're going to get a reaction to this. Yeah, but like they're on ambience. Like they, like, they're not stupid people. They're not. Like Elon Musk is a very smart person. He He's somebody who would probably know that it's not a good idea. To say things. To say things like you're going to take your company private on Twitter for some X price. Like just announce it that way. Like maybe you should run that by your accountant first. Maybe. <laughs> instead, of, instead of in the Business back of an plan Uber. manager. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably what he did. He was in an Uber going to the airport, like on Ambien a little bit. Like he took an Ambien to sleep on the plane or something. And, and, he, and he tweeted out, hey, uh, I'm going to do this. That sounds like a good idea at the time. And it probably did sound like a great idea at the time. And all the fairies dancing around his head probably said it was, you know, but maybe you shouldn't do that. So, Master Charles, I think the uh, the answer to your question, which, by the way, I'm not even going to address the fact you used two sets of ellipses, which he knows annoys me. <laughs> I hate ellipses. You know the ellipses? The dot, dot, dot. People write in texts. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. It's like, what does that mean? Why are you writing that? Why don't you just not write the dot, dot, dot? I will come come out right out and say I, I'm not crazy about text to begin with. It's okay for short things. Yeah. But... Logistical concerns. I would rather talk to a person. Right. You know, just give a call and There, there, there is still speaker phones on your phones. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been using I've been using this uh, these headphones that have a little mic on them, and people say it sounds fine. And it's just like a fifteen dollar pair of headphones, and it's the headphones I would normally use just for listening to music. And then I turn on the phone, and I and I and I and I don't have to put the phone to my face, or I'd, and or like Dad says, I don't have to do hold it like a piece of pizza, like an idiot. Oh yeah, that's Dad's litmus test for. Whether someone they, they do look idiot, rather odd is the people who especially hold the when they're trying out. to drive with the other hand. Yeah, they're trying to drive <laughs> and they're holding their phone like a pizza, talking at it, and they're not even looking at the road. Yeah, and they're the, kind of looking out into space. The phone's all lit up, like they're probably browsing Facebook while they're talking at their pizza phone, stuff like that. That's Nebraska for you, but it's actually all around. Oh no, it's everywhere. Pizza phone is everywhere. It's not just here; it's everywhere. If you hold your phone like a pizza, stop it. Yes, this, this is a Scott Cast take. This this is a good idea. You look dumb. You you don't look. Busy or intelligent or yeah, you know. If, I don't have time for you. I, I I've got such a marvelous life. Yeah, if you have, I have to be phone, on my phone now. Right. <laughs> if you have speakerphone, just put it in your lap. That's why it's called speakerphone. Yeah, you can or talk if, you're, to it from if, you're, a if you've got your hands busy in the kitchen, that's good. I mean, it, it has its uses. Yeah, speakerphone's fine. Pizza phone's not. No. You know, holding it out like a pizza and talking to no. it while it's on speakerphone doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, especially when they cut in front of you in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> like the other day. So, Master Charles, if you're going to send in a voicemail or a call using pizza phone, like to defend your ellipses, just don't even try. No. I bet Master Charles is a pizza phone user. Write in to hotforscottcast at gmail.com. Uh, hot and then the number four, then scottcast at gmail.com. And tell us if you use pizza phone or, or, if, or if you think Elon Musk is... Uh, is is lazy for taking Ambien. Uh, I'd, I'd like to hear your opinions because we'd like to talk about Elon Musk. Uh, Scooter says that I should just call the podcast MuskCast because all I ever do is talk about Elon Musk. Well, you can diversify a little bit. I could. I mean, like a big category. I wouldn't call it that, though. Right. A big category of ScottCast is futurism. We like to talk about the future. Mm -hmm. We like to talk about what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I like to talk about technology and stuff. And Elon Musk, is he, he's a cutting-edge guy. He's the guy making all the headlines in futurism, so we talk about him a lot. Right, okay. You know, that's that's my defense. 
for talking to Elon Musk all the time. He's the fourth member. Well, it's your podcast. You can talk about whatever you like. That's true. <laughs> Why don't you go get a podcast and not talk about Elon Musk? Scooter? There you go. Talk about beer or something. There you go. Yeah. Talk about how how, how persnickety you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just remember, while you're judging somebody, somebody's judging you. <laughs> exactly. On a podcast. <laughs> So that was the email bag. That was a good email bag, Ma. Okay. That was a good email bag. I'm glad. So let's get to the meat of the episode, because we got a limited amount of time here. Yes, we do. You know, I got planes to catch and people to see. Yeah, I came here for the podcast, then I'm just leaving immediately. There you go. It's it's just how it's just the life of a Scottcast on the on the Scottcast. But you've been very busy. Been very busy. Got a lot of episodes planned. Uh, got a lot of got a lot of special guests. I'm trying to line up. And um, also, I have a real job. Exactly, that's what I was talking about—the real oh. job. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I have to pay for Scott Casson, <laughs> <laughs> which is where it goes. Not to my car or anything. <laughs> no. Well, it's not going anywhere anyway for three weeks. <laughs> that's right. Frickin' Hamtramck. Like, uh, I, I, I'm in Nebraska, right? And um, I get a call from the my upstairs neighbor, who happens to be. Uh, the landlord, owner of the house, uh, and he's out, and he's got a little security system installed. So he's, I guess, somehow he sees a, an alarm gets tripped or something like that. There's a guy at a construction vest beating my door with a shovel. I don't know why he has to use a shovel. No, I don't either. That's that's uncalled for. Right, and he's beating the door with a shovel, and apparently uh, they they decided, hey, we're gonna completely redo the alley today. This is your warning. Uh, you got to move your car. Well, I'm a little far away for that, and I, and so, but luckily, I have people who have keys to my place. So I asked them, "Hey, could you come by and move the car?" And uh, by the time they get there, which is like an hour after this, right? It's not that they can be there immediately. They have a life, right? The the road's already torn up. The alley's already destroyed. Yeah, it's gone. Yep, looks like a jackhammer went through it. Yeah, worse Probably than that. Probably did. It was like a foot deep. <laughs> yeah, looks like something bigger than a jackhammer. <laughs> So thank you, Sonny Hamtramck, for grounding the Scott. Good thing I good thing I good thing I could pod remote and I can podcast anywhere like I'm doing right now. And you're close to the coffee shop. And I'm close to a coffee shop. I'm walking distance. And they open up a new uh, big big supermarket, big Al Harameen. That's where I used to shop at back in my old Scottcast headquarters. And they opened up a new one, which Ooh. is even bigger. It's they like Kroger sized. They must be doing good. Oh, they are. They they're always doing business. They do business all day. And it's it's the size of a big Kroger. And apparently they they connect. They're trying to connect all the cultures or something like that. We'll have to go see it when we visit. It'll be great. I'll I'll, I'll scout it out for you. Come on, come by and visit. We'll go I, to John. I would King. like a review. Yes. Of course. Speaking of reviews, review. Speaking of review, review. We got we we got we got this movie review. We we watched uh, Taika Waititi's Hunt for the Wilder People last night. Runtime an hour forty one minutes. Rating PG thirteen. Ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a pretty good score. That, those are tough it critics. Is. And a hundred percent on Scott Cast. Hey, yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. I already I prejudged it before I even get to it. Hundred percent. And like we enjoyed it, and you enjoyed it. You thought it was one of the best movies you've seen in a long time. It is, and we it was even... very entertaining without being gross or disrespectful or um, shocking, shocking, or you know, just throw some stuff I mean, in there for 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 I don't know shock value. I mean, sure, there were plot twists, but yeah, but there was nothing. It was nothing like to be like, hey, let's 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 try to be cool. It's it's what entertainment should be. Yeah, it was a good story. Mm-hmm. It was an engrossing story. It was very, very well acted out too. Very well acted. We got Sam Neill, uh, Doctor Alan Grant portraying pretty much Doctor Alan Grant if he didn't have an education. <laughs> with, a, with, with a little bushier hair and a beard. Yeah, that's right. Same hat, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Close to it, anyway. You know, he starts out the movie uh, as somebody who's thrust in with this kid by somebody else. Uh, he doesn't like kids, doesn't want to be around kids, you know. Right. They do smell. They, they Kids do smell. They, there's there's a kid smell. Well, they do smell. Not until later. Really. No, they smell. They okay. all smell. Maybe it's the milk. They do smell. <laughs> so, <laughs> we got we got, we got got the kids, the smelly kid, he moves in, and, and uh, eventually, 
uh, the the foster parent who brings him in dies. Spoiler alert. By the way, if you're listening to Scottcast, listening to a movie review in Scottcast, you know it's going to be full of spoilers. That's just the thing. It should be called Spoilercast. Okay. <laughs> Rocco says no. Yeah, he doesn't like spoilers. <laughs> you watch this, Rocco. Calm down. <laughs> so the, the foster parent who brings him in uh, passes away unexpectedly, and and the foster kid doesn't want to go back to foster care. No, because it's juvie for him. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, that's what he keeps saying. You know, and, and plus foster care is not so wonderful either. Things happen. No. Yeah, and he felt felt like at home. He finally felt at home after yeah. a long time. He's got yeah. a dog. Tupac. Yep. And he likes the place. He likes to run around. He likes throwing sticks. Mm-hmm. He likes running away at night. Yeah, to come back home. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? And it was, and and then he's thrust into this situation where you can't. He he has to be forced to, between the bush and going back to foster care, and he runs into the bush, which is the New Zealand jungle. You know. That's what they call it, the bush. I don't know why. There's a lot more than bushes there. It's like trees. There's Mountains, lakes. Wildlife. Waterfalls. Clouds. Dogs. Dogs. <laughs> Lots of dogs. Two dogs in the store. Yeah. Two dogs in this story. Yeah. And yeah. So so like what did you think of what did you think of the kid actor? Uh Ricky Baker. Ricky Baker. Uh-huh. Ricky well, Baker. Uh-huh. He was a good actor. He he was. I, I like the storyline though. It, it 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 surprises you in areas like it. at the very beginning when when the child welfare lady Paula is dropping him off with the <laughs> half baked policeman Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this woman comes out of the house to greet them and she's all excited because Ricky is there and she's going to be the foster mother and Mm -hmm. she's got on a big knit woolly cat face sort of sweater. Yeah. And she, she seems a little out of it in, in, in that she is, is overly sugary kind of, and you wonder how this is going to meld because Ricky is basically a juvenile delinquent and you wonder, is he going to run all over her? And Mm -hmm. it's just going to be another one of those, uh, in and out families or, and so, uh, it's kind of surprising to see her like that. And then later on that night when he, you're wondering why is she trusting him in a room by himself? This is the first night with a knife yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and all the things a boy might like in his room. And, uh, and then, uh, he runs away. He doesn't get far, of course, because they're in the middle of nowhere. Uh Uh-huh. And then the next thing you know, there it's in the morning, and he he wakes up in a field because he obviously just got tired as a kid. He passed out and mm-hmm. went to sleep, but he woke up in kind of shock, like "Where am I?" And you hear this voice, and it's 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 Bella, the the foster mother, and she's like sitting off a little ways from him, and <laughs> you know she she was on to him the whole time. You right. just didn't realize this at first, so it was it was a good twist. Yeah, she was a, she was a good pairing for him. And like, I think so. She was very very you know like like uh, Hector, her, her husband, the one played by Sam Neill. He he says later she has a heart of gold, and she really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's all about taking people in who were once rejected and yeah. now accepted. He, he compared them to stray dogs. <laughs> yeah, that, that's he was good. one of the stray dogs too at one point. <laughs> yeah, that still kind of is. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. I did. I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that character, and uh, very much, very much, very much one of those mothers that just understands how to how to reach the reach the kid. Like, oh, they're gonna, oh, you're gonna go escape. Oh, you want to run away? Okay, well, be back for breakfast. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. That first morning was funny. She goes, "Well, you know, I have sausage and and pancakes, and you might want to come have that before you run away again." Yeah. <laughs> And if you see Ricky, he he likes his breakfast. So yes, yes. <laughs> and she keeps repeating, <laughs> making reference to his size. Yes. He's, a, he's a good eater. <laughs> Are you hungry? Oh, that's a silly question, now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, it's a hilarious movie. It was. I liked it. It, it. And many many funny parts. Yeah. And the child welfare lady, she was something. Else. Yeah, she was crazy. No child left behind. No child. No, left, no child left behind. But you, you get the impression she would just as soon shoot him than bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted dead or alive. What? Oh, alive. Not alive. <laughs> Make sure she's alive. Yeah, she's. She. 
Use something else. That's right. So. So, uh, that, that was like, the, we kind of covered just like the first chapter, A Real Bad Egg. Right. Where, where Ricky Baker is a foster kid. He's brought yeah, the to the home. Yeah, the movie's done in chapters, which is kind of. I love the chapters. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Babe. Oh, yeah? Is that, did they do it in chapters? It I was think, based on I a book. I think they do. Something like that. Yeah. I, was, I was looking it up. It was based on a book. Oh, I don't know is. if I want to watch the book or, or read, read the, the book. book. I'll, I'll watch it, too. You can watch it sit there, but yeah, you I'll be have like, to read huh. it to see what's in it. I'll watch the page flip. I'll have someone flip <laughs> the pages for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Kyle. Yeah, I'll give Kyle play around with the book, and I'll watch the book. But it was, the book is called Wild Pork and Watercress by... Uh, a man, what was the name of that truck, the pickup truck later? Was it Crummy? Crummy. It was like by a man named Crum or something like that. Because yeah. it's, cause it was, the, the idea is that truck was named after the original author of the book. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. And so that's where that name came from. But that's later. Uh, Much later. Yes. After, like, there's a heart-wrenching scene, really, where Ricky Baker, it, he just had his birthday, right? Uh, right. They make the song, the iconic song ricky baker oh ricky baker he's going to be a teenager yeah 13 once rejected now accepted that's the ricky baker song and uh and he and he gets a dog he names it tupac after his best friend tupac shakur yeah and uh and he's going out playing with the dog now throwing sticks around and he comes back and sam neill heart-wrenching performance you you hear him crying around the corner and he turns the corner and there's uh and there's the Bella Bella uh, on the ground in uh, the middle of the wash in the middle of middle of hanging clothes up on the line uh, just uh, gone obviously gone yeah yeah he's gone he's 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 tore up brain aneurysm but really if if I had to if I had to pick a way to die like if I had to like if like people if I was if I was given a form to fill out right <laughs> you know as a form filler you know I don't how do you get brain aneurysm I think I think it just happens. Like like it's like a, no. It's one I of those mean, did flukes. they mention that? I'm pretty sure it was brain aneurysm. Just the I way it was. I was reading a wiki review about it this morning, and they said she got hung up in the clothesline and choked to death. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't. That must be a deleted scene because there was absolutely no. It didn't look like she there was, was any, in the middle of the clotheslines. No, well, on she the was ground. In, she was on the ground. Yeah. But like the clotheslines didn't look disturbed. No. Well, the wash was on the ground. It's hard to tell. Taika Waititi. I'm just saying that's what that said. I don't know if it's true or not. We need, we need someone. It doesn't really matter because either way she's dead. We need someone affiliated with and the production. It was unexpected. To email in to hotforscottcast at gmail.com. Was it a brain aneurysm or did they get tangled in clotheslines? That seems kind of silly. Yeah. Since we didn't read the book, we don't really know. I guess not. Have to wait and find out. Like how do you get so tangled up in a clothesline that you, well, you choke you trip and fall and maybe hang yourself. Kind of, but like clotheslines foot level, isn't it? You know, you know, it really doesn't take a lot to knock a person out. I sp- that's if you hit if you, if you if you if it's the right spot on the neck, it takes two seconds. I know because somebody did that to me once. I'm I'm pre- what? Yeah, somebody somebody pressed on my neck and I was on the floor. Like and the next thing I pinch? know, I'm open. Yeah, something. And I was on the floor and I woke up and I I didn't know where I was, who was talking to me. What's going on? Why is someone Vulcan to- nerd, nerve pinching you? It, it was playing around. And, oh, okay. And they, they they accidentally pressed. Somewhere on my neck, and that did that. Oh, that's crazy. So if you, I suppose, if you got something tangled around your neck and it hit just the right spot, and you ended up tangling more to choke you, then yeah, you could die from that. So it was a freak accident. Uh, yeah, freak accident. Huh. I, I was like certain it would be like more like a brain aneurysm would be more I don't know, likely. Maybe maybe Wiki's wrong. You know, it wouldn't be the first time. That's true. <laughs> Like I said, it's probably in the book. The book probably has the true story. Right, but like I don't want to watch the book now that I've seen this movie. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. You don't have to read the whole book. You just have to go to that part and see which... Like, why would I pick up this book? Hey, how does Bella die? Because flip, now flip, flip, you flip. sound curious because I said what I did. I am a little curious. Was it that? Was it the other one? Mm-hmm. But like, who's this guy? Who's this wiki reviewer throwing out these it's facts? It's Wikipedia. It's on... I don't know. I don't know who does it. Huh. A lot of Scott Cast fans outside right now. Uh, but like I was saying, like <laughs> <laughs> if I had to choose a way to die, it would be brain aneurysm. Because it seems like that's just, you're hanging out one moment, you know, doing your thing, doing your laundry, mm-hmm. and then the next moment you're gone. Yeah. Just well, like that, just a little well, snip. Well, quick is always better. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, quick, like there's no preceding symptoms mm-hmm. kind of thing. You're just, you're just, 
happy, healthy, and then uh, your brain's just like, you know what? Well, that was that was I'm Bella. Done. She was happy and healthy, and that's right. Just gone. That's right. And which leaves two guys alone. Which really, well, I think I think by this point, Ricky is kind of liking Uncle Heck there. Yeah, but he Uncle wants Heck to like him. Really doesn't want. He he doesn't feel badly about the kid anymore. I don't think I can tell by the way he talks to him. But he he's not really into the. I'm going to foster you now all by myself. Yeah. Because they get a letter from the foster care system saying, well, your wife's dead, you're obviously bereaved. You know, later on it's like they think he's out of his mind crazy, but he's not. And mm. so they're going to come pick pick uh, Ricky up and take him back to either a juvie or another foster family. Right. All that after and, the and world's least Ricky consoling does not funeral. not want to go. Yeah. It, oh, some funeral. <laughs> 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 Talking about doors and yeah, there's and, two and, doors. And cake <laughs> and confection. <laughs> there's two doors, ma. There's there's the first door which has burger rings, gummy bears, cake. If there's anybody from New Zealand that knows what a burger ring is, yeah, right into hot for I'm Scott curious Gatson. about that. <laughs> I, I know what a Fanta is. Fanta is a drink. Fanta. Yeah. Fago. They used to hips. Fanta here in the states. Juan, I haven't seen it in a long, Juan long time. Juana Fanta, Juana Fanta. I think yeah. that's what they said in the. I don't know where it comes. Maybe, maybe it comes from New Zealand or is over it? there. I don't know. We, I need to get some New Zealand fans so we can get some but answers. Burger ring. What is a burger ring? What is a burger ring? I have no idea. You know, they kept mentioning burger ring. Well, that's behind door number is one. It a round burger? I don't know. <laughs> but then there's door number two. It, and what's behind? It wasn't vegetables. No. <laughs> it wasn't Jesus, but you know what it no, was? No. Jesus was door number two. Yeah, it wasn't but Jesus. door number one. But it wasn't, it wasn't Jesus in door number two, but you know what it was? What? It was, it was Jesus. Yeah. He's tricky like that. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's put it this way. Sam Neill playing playing Bella's bereaved husband gets up and walks out because he can't take it anymore either. Right. <laughs> of her, <of> her funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. It doesn't do the trick for him. So I would have loved to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so now we got Ricky Baker and Hector, which is the which is Sam Neill, Dr. Alan Grant, and uh, they're they're trying to come to terms with what's going on. Sam Neill just pack, packing boxes. He says that's life. One minute you're living, next next moment you're living in a bloody box. Yep, something like that. You know, and Ricky Baker is. Determined, determined not to go back into the foster care system. So, so, and, and he he loved Bella. We think, he, of course, he did. Of course, so, he did. It so. was his first. He was the first mother figure well, he, he had. He thinks Bella's box of ashes should go where she talked about one time when they were talking. That's right. Up to the up to the water near the sky. Yeah, wherever that is. Wherever that is, up in the bush somewhere. The little romantic notion of death that Bella shared with him before yes, she died. Exactly. That's uh, where she wanted to go. Versus Sam Neill's... Uh, in, you're in the box. You're gone. Hard scrabble. <laughs> yeah. Hard scrabbled box. It's over. It's over. Yeah. There's there's some middle ground that they have to find eventually in the movie. And so Ricky Baker, he's determined to get out, maybe take Bella with him in the box and go find this place. And and, and fulfill her wish. Fulfill her wish. So his plan to... He wants to fake his death. So... He put makes a little dummy, little scarecrow dummy. Yeah, puts it in the barn. Puts it in the barn with a paper plate with his face on it, right? And sets it on fire. And leaves a note. Leaves a note saying this, that the dead boy in the barn is me because I, I I'm burned up now. As you can see. <laughs> as you can see, people look. <laughs> the note doesn't survive because the whole barn goes down. That's going to be very believable. <laughs> Leading a bit to everyone thinking Sam Neill's crazy. Right. You know, because the whole burnt barn's built, burnt down with a weird note. Uh, Nobody there. Yeah. Everybody's gone. And so Ricky Baker tries to get into the woods. He brings 15 slices of Wonder Bread with him. Yeah. Some sandwiches, some some bag of look, cheese cheese nips or something. You know. <laughs> cheese curls. Yeah. What? Yeah. I think, what, how many days is he up there? Maybe one. <laughs> yeah. I think he's there for a few hours. And he eats up all his supplies and he's lost. Yeah. And the next thing you know, he's imagining seeing a cake talking to him. Uh-huh. Then he turns around, there's a hamburger talking to him. And the hamburger the turns out to be... actually Hector. Sam Neill. Uncle, Uncle Hector. That's right. And he's, are you lost? 
<laughs> he's impressed by how lost he got. That's, that's lost. the first compliment Samuel actually offers him. Yeah. He's impressed about how lost he got. Yeah. Which is, in a way, it's a kind of he a compliment. He was already imagining food he didn't have. Yeah, a few hours into it. <laughs> he did at some point attempt to ration himself, but apparently that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Ten slices to go. Yep. Got a ration. Next scene is him eating crumbs yep. out of the bag. Out of the bag. Like five feet All away. Because no he, he keeps running in circles. He tried to pit a bark. Yeah, he wasn't, that wasn't delicious. He spit it up and said, I got to go home. <laughs> And I got to give it to the dog actors. They looked that was that was a convincing look from the dog actor that that was not the right idea for the human actor to do. Right. That was a very convincing. What are you even trying? Dogs are smart sometimes. Yeah. More more so than their owners. <laughs> That's right. More common sense anyway. So Sam Neil finds him, and Sam Neil's like, "Oh, well, I'm taking you home. Obviously, obviously, we're taking you back to foster care. They'll find you some new mom, whatever. He doesn't right. care." Yeah. And it's, he just has to do his duty. Yeah. And then he's going to go back in the book. Yeah, and then Ricky makes fun of him for not being able to read. Right. You know, he's pretty He's pretty, pretty much a yeah, jerk about it. Yeah, they get in a conversation. It's a little little anim-driven. Yep. And uh, next thing you know, it looks like looks like Uncle Hector is going to whack Ricky. <laughs> but instead, he takes a step forward and breaks his foot. That's right. Yep. He, he snaps his ankle in half. And they're not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> leads us to broken foot camp. So we here we got a missing child and a missing parent Next in the middle of the woods. Yep. And for four or five weeks, they're... They're living they're in stuck. they're living in the wilderness and hunting around them. Ricky's gathering salad weeds, <laughs> and somehow Sam Neil is catching eels with his very, hands. Very large eels. Extremely large eels with a broken foot. I love the. Looks. I do wonder how he got to the stream. Like he limps over there. He limped or he couldn't have limped. Well, you know, he maybe grabbed a stick. Crawled maybe. Possibly. I would not have put my foot on my broken foot. You know. <laughs> or my weight. It's the knack, you know. He knows what to do. Yeah. And so he's at there at Broken Foot Camp, and I like the look. I like the look Sam Neil gives. He's he's so good with just like little looks and like the little ways of saying things that it's a sideways glance he has. Yeah, like his where he uses his for he looks at you with his forehead. Yeah, I think that's how you tell a good actor because they're able to. They're able to say everything they need to in a shot. In their look. Yeah. Yeah. Just on camera, they can just make make it say exactly what they need. Yeah, because you you see bad actors and they're 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 saying their lines, but they're not saying it with much conviction or believability. Right, and that's what I that's that's why one of the things that made me so upset about the Amazon thing is we were streaming we it on Amazon. Amazon. Problems. Yeah, we were streaming it on Amazon, and the I audio want my kept money back. By the way, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. <laughs> I know you're listening, Jeff. <laughs> So we were watching it on Amazon, and the audio kept cutting in and out. Like, the video was fine, so we were able to put it up on subtitles and live it out that way. But we missed so many little Very nuances. Very choppy. Very choppy. Exactly. We missed so many little nuances. But even with the choppiness, it was a very good movie. It was a great movie. Like, I was I was surprised that you wanted to stick through it. you've already seen it. Yeah, you've already seen it. Yeah. But you, like, this was all new to you, and it was all choppy and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I did want to see it. But it was still drew your attention. It was it was it was very entertaining, and it was different, and without being gross or like I said, uh, shock value or anything like that. It was just a good story. Yeah, the only thing that was really truly lost with the audio going out was some of the expertly delivered Sam Neill lines. Yeah, because like he like it's it's all very nuanced. Mm-hmm. And if you like miss a part of the sentence, you miss you miss you miss a whole bit of melody basically yeah. to his well, lines. Even with all that, it was good though. Yeah. So eventually, I can imagine what it'd be like if I can actually see it in smooth <laughs> <laughs> vocal and, 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 and visual animation. <laughs> right. We rented it at HD, which might have been our problem. We have nine mega, megabit internet, which is fine. It should work, but we also it works, then it works for Netflix. We made the mistake of purchasing an, an SD. Netflix is different. Netflix they they have a very specific they have a patented platform for streaming that that adapts oh, okay. that adapts to your uh, been around longer. Yeah, it, yeah, and so they they're kind of a better streaming platform. But anyways, we rented the HD version. And then we bought the SD version thinking, oh, let's just watch the SD version 
instead, but there wasn't an option to Won't watch it. Won't allow you to do that. When you rented an HD. So and you actually have to click on a, some movie or show in order to that's get just, the that's search not menu. That's not Amazon. That's just your smart. That's just your TV. It is, because it doesn't do that on Netflix. Well, that's just the TV's app version of the Amazon store. Uh, anyway, we're getting off topic. We need to talk about how they got famous. Who? Uh, Ricky Baker and uh, Hector. Well, they, first they were out there for, what, six weeks, so his foot heals, so uh-huh. everybody's looking for this kid. And this Massive guy. manhunt, if you will. Massive manhunt. They discovered the Ricky Baker fake body. Yeah. And they determined forensically that it was a fake body by staring at the plate and being like, that's not a real face. Right. And so they embarked on a manhunt for these people. And by the time they get to a lodge with... Because this, this wolf child welfare woman, no child left behind. No child left behind. <laughs> She's going to find him. She's tenacious. That's right. So they come across this... Uh, they come across a little uh, hut. Yeah. And like, you know, one of those camper huts that you find out about. And, and nobody's there. But nobody's there. It's it's probably just a way station for people that are hunting or camping or just to have supplies or wait out some sort of help if you need it. Right. But it's got a bulletin board. Yeah, it does have a bulletin board with, with their wanted picture on it. Yep. Ricky Baker reads it out loud. Uh, Hector uh, Faulkner, wanted, Caucasian, which is silly because he's white. <laughs> Well, he's trying to pronounce it because because uh, Ricky can read, even though he made fun of Hector because he can't. And so, but big words, he's still he's at an age where he's trying to pronounce it and understand what it's saying. So he says cock Asian. They don't even have. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny that Sam Neill plays a illiterate person because he's a uh, as a person he's like a. Shakespearean actor. Oh. And he's got a like a master's in English or something like that. Well, that goes towards his range as an actor. Exactly. Like I said, not all actors are created equally. That's right. Sam Neill is a step above the rest. He's been around a while. You know? We need to see... We need to see... I, oh, I've got an idea that we'll have to talk to once we get through this movie. So, they're chasing around. They're getting chased around. And eventually, uh, we get to the majestical scene. Sam uh, Neill's word. Sam Neill's word, majestical. And it turns out, I googled it, and the trivia, majestical is actually a Shakespearean word. So maybe that was a callback to the fact oh, he's maybe. a Shakespearean actor. Well, that's interesting. Instead of Shakespearean sonnet. It could be. So that could be fun. Old English is a lot different from ours. We would yeah. probably not understand what most of the things they were saying if they were talking to us. That's true. That's true. And a lot of people, I mean, like... It's almost like a foreign language. Shakespeare's credited with a lot of like inventing a lot of words and stuff like that and like coming up with words. But like, you know, what's the difference between uh, Sam Neill, uh, will the people Sam Neill, uh, looking out at a skyscape, calling it majestical, and uh, Shakespeare calling something majestical? What's the difference? Why can't he have made up the word? Living language. There you go. That's what I say. So they get to this point where it's women. No, that's not yet. Dead air, dead air. <laughs> Stop saying that, Ma. <laughs> they 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 get to a point where uh, they find a ranger who is having a diabetic attack. Oh, what about the hunters first? Oh, we already passed that. Oh, okay. we have we have we have time to. Okay, let's there's get people up. hunting them. There's okay, a reward. So they go to another. They find another cabin. They find another cabin. That they think is deserted. Because they threw branches and rocks at the roof. Exactly. I took note of that. (laughs) I took note of that. Oh, that's an interesting way to make sure nobody's there. There's a clear building. Nobody's home. Just throw something really heavy against it and wait in the bushes. Well, I would come out if I was in there. Exactly. I would say, why? Why is? What is that? What's going on? (laughs) Exactly. My house. Yeah. I mean, that's what anybody would do when they hit it, hear loud noise. So they go in, and there, there's this ranger who's having a diabetic attack, and they need to give him help, and they want to give him help. So Ricky Baker runs off to the nearest populated area. And, and hopefully find somebody. Hopefully find somebody. Comes across this lady about his age, and they ride away this on a horse. girl on a horse, yep. And, uh, and he gets a taste of the normal life. He gets eats sausage. One day and one night. Yep, eats sausage, listens to music, goes to sleep, sleeps in, wakes up, realizes all these cops are descending on... Where his uncle should be. Where his uncle should be, the wanted uncle. And he's like, oh, crap, and he gets going, and he's not there. He's not there. 
because he's got the neck. All the cops and everybody are, and they saved the ranger yep. because of what he did. And now Ricky Baker's alone in the wilderness. And he goes, how do I find my uncle? What, what would he do? What would he do? And you know what he would do? Well, he did what his uncle told him in the beginning. If you're lost, because you don't want to be lost. Don't get naked. Don't get naked, because that happens to people that get lost <laughs> and get afraid, and they feel like things are too heavy on them, and they throw them off, and they find them dead naked. That's right. So, but what you do is you look for water, and you follow it upstream to the highest point. That's right. So, which makes sense. So you can see what everything is around you. Exactly. You get 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 to grips with where you are. So he so he makes makes his way up, and in the meantime, before he finds Sam Neill again, spoiler alert, uh, the 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 child welfare lady shows up Paula, on the other side of a ravine. On the other side of the ravine, and 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 they and, the, and there's an iconic little dialogue between them where where she's like, "I'm the Terminator." <laughs> she compa- yeah, she compares herself to the Terminator. You know, the person trying to save the child to the Terminator, and, and she calls the child. <laughs> More like a Sarah Connor. He says, no, I'm the Terminator. She goes, no, you're Sarah Connor before you knew how to do chin-ups. Yeah, Terminator 1. kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see that this lady's a little off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen it by now. <laughs> so eventually they find Sam Neill again, and it's great. And yep, it's like right it's, where he thought he would be. And Sam Neill gives this knowing glance at Ricky Baker like, you've got the neck. Yep, he finally got it. You know, finally earned Sam Neill's respect right there. There you go. And then, they're while well, they're hanging out with their dogs, one of the dogs, saddest part of the movie. Yes. Uh, they, they chase after Hector's this... Hector's dog. En- Hector's dog. They both chase after this enormous warthog, and the warthog bores the Sam Neill's dog, Hector's yeah, dog. Yeah, poor thing. That's right. It's sad. Ricky Baker saves the day by shooting the thing. Well, there was another one came up. And one dog chased the one boar off. And I thought it was the same boar. I don't think it was the same boar. Yeah, same boar, and it came back. Okay, well, he did a roundabout then. Because it was one really big boar. I remember that because it was a great little puppet, little animatronic. It was a practical effects, they call it. Ian's big into practical effects. And uh, so, they use, so they use an actual thing rather than CGI. Which uh-huh. makes me, uh, by the way, just a real quick tangent into the most important part of this here. We need to get Taika Waititi to do... A, a, a movie in the Jurassic Park universe. You know how in the Star Wars universe they're starting to do these movies that are like in between the two trilogies right. or something along those lines? They should make a mini series between Jurassic Park and Jurassic World that uh, that chronicles the development of that island from crazy wilderness with dinosaurs just ro- roving about to a full theme park. And I think Taika Waititi's the man to do it because he's got Sam Neill's respect, and we need Sam Neill to do this. And he's got the storytelling knack, the knack, if you will, to pull it off and make it actually interesting, whereas the new Jurassic Worlds, a lot of them, I feel like there's there's something to be desired with the storylines. It's a lot of just rehashing stuff. But this, I feel like, could be a new story, because instead of it being like, oh, we're hopeful, and like, oh, nope, disaster. Well, the last one did have a little bit of a twist. <laughs> Don't worry about that twist. That's, I think something's going to happen. It's a lame twist. I think something's going to happen. It's a lame twist for a dinosaur movie. This is a way better series. This series would be uh, basically going from wild, crazy dinosaurs to tamed dinosaurs. And it's all about the dinosaurs. There's none of this clone stuff. Hmm. And we can have uh, we can have Alan Grant come back uh, by, I think he wouldn't be motivated by money, but I think he would be motivated by the fact he's clearly the most qualified person to talk about dinosaurs and to understand the safety of dinosaurs and how to wrangle dinosaurs because he knows them the best from having, A, being an expert, and B, having the most practical experience with them. And I think it would be a great little miniseries. Uh, uh, well, it wouldn't be, be bad. It would sure beat a lot of things that are out there. I don't even watch TV shows anymore. <laughs> Right? It would be the best. It would be the best TV series ever to be made. I can't believe some of the things people watch. People make watch a lot of weird stuff, but this is a good thing that we can make. Anyway, uh, so the dog dies, gets bored. Gored. 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 Okay. With a G. Well, gored by a boar. Gored by a boar, yeah. Gored by a boar. And they eventually come across Psycho Sam. Psycho Sam. You know who he reminds me of? Did you ever see uh, the movie 2012? With uh, John 
Cusack, I think it is. Yeah. Um, think. Woody Harrelson plays a similar oh, like a, nut end, job. <laughs> end of the world pepper. It really reminded me of that because he was in a trailer too in the middle of Yellowstone Park. Yeah. With his conspiracies and paranoid theories and okay, yeah. So he played that. He played that trope, that uh, crazy, crazy uh, hermit trope. Yeah. So we got so we got Psycho Sam, and they they board with Psycho Sam for a while. Yeah. Make themselves at home. And he's definitely been affected by living on his own. Right. Um, and the problem though is that Psycho Sam, Psycho he is decides to fix Ricky Baker's phone by essentially so turning it on. So he can get some, yeah, so he can get some bars for him to yeah. make contact with the world. But that's how the government decides to find him. Yeah, they track it. And they, they're not only coming with just the child welfare lady who's crazy. Yeah, police and police, the army. tanks, <laughs> helicopters. Helicopters. The whole nine yards. And they have to escape. So they take the truck that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, this, this cycle, he's, he's pretty funny. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Yeah, he's going to help them. He's going to. He said, "Oh, I got, I got, I got jetpack." No, I got, I got. Oh no, I got an underground shelter here. And he opens up this door. He's got it on the ground, and there's nothing. I forgot to dig it. <laughs> what have I been doing my whole life? <laughs> but I got crummy. I think it's crummy. Crummy, something like that. And and he and he digs it. Who's crummy? <laughs> somehow Ricky Baker gets it started with the knack, and Ricky Baker goes. It's a red truck. It turns out under yeah. a bunch of under a bunch of craft. Yeah. And so Ricky Baker gets it turned on. He and has the knack. He has the knack. Pretty and he goes knack. full gangster. Full he's gangster. like, he's like, ah, this is, this, this is the blaze of glory I've been waiting for. And he's flooring it. And he's going right at the police. He's got everybody chasing him. He turns around. They're chasing him back. And they're running to each other. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. He's causing all this mayhem. And then he destroys a corrugated fence, runs into a junkyard, and crashes the thing. Breaks Sam Neill's leg. Sam Neill's not very happy. He can no. barely see. His leg is broken. Yep. He wants to give him up. Yeah. But uh, Ricky Baker's uh, finds that to be treasonous. Yeah. Calls him a molesterer. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's not. He's not. He's not a perv. He's just. He's just very angry with him for wanting to give up. Exactly. And like kids are wont to do. Yeah. And so Ricky Baker's aiming the gun at Sam Neill, and one of those crazy hunters that we didn't we we didn't mention, <laughs> who's been calling him perv the you whole. You have to watch the movie to find out who they are. Yeah, I mean we can't give every detail. Uh, they try to shoot him, but the Andy, the inept policeman, actually does the only bit of police work necessary in the entire movie by tackling the guy about to shoot. Yep. Sam Neill. Yep. Finally. You Finally. know, like he, everyone calls him inept. Everyone says he's not a real policeman. And like the only thing that needs to be done by a policeman. Gets done by him. Gets done by him. I like that. Yeah. I like that little bit. Little, yeah, little touch. Andy saves the day. Andy saves the day there. But in doing so, Ricky Baker shoots Sam Inadvertently, yeah. In the butt. But nothing serious. Nothing serious. Just enough to make him even more angry. Right. And willing to say, okay, I'm done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Ricky Baker's captured. Sam Neill's captured. Yep. Sam Neill goes to jail. Ricky Baker. Year. Yeah. Ricky Baker. Uh, Actually gets a break. Gets a break. Because the the girl he met in the bush and her father, which is a little strange as they are, their household is pretty normal. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're able to, I guess, foster him. Yeah. During the time Sam's in jail. That's right. And eventually Sam just goes to rehab, some sort of rehabilitation yeah. kind of thing, where it's full of old people. Right. And he learns to read. He learns to read. In a bit. Yep. And Ricky Baker comes by and says, we got to discover this bird. Oh, another connection to the Jurassic Park franchise. Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's all the Jurassic Park connections right away. We got Sam Neill as a disgruntled man who's forced to take care of a kid in yep. the wilderness. Yep. Eventually develops a bond with as after he learns the kid has some you know spunk has the knack yeah all yeah, Jurassic totally Park dependent. things all Jurassic Park things and eventually in the woods they discover an extinct animal bird bird dinosaur bird so so see they're discovering this extinct animal uh, and they're they're discussing whether they should come back and make some big money off of this that's right go get a picture yeah Ricky Baker buys a camera. Yep. And they decide to, as as the epilogue, yep. they venture back into the woods, and it's a nice happy ending. Yes, it is. I like it. I do too. It was a fantastic movie. Very That's entertaining. 
Yeah. Yeah. Talking but, about it probably isn't as good as watching it. Oh, mom. <laughs> <laughs> got to have confidence in your podcasting. You don't have any confidence. You got to have confidence. So watch the movie. It's worth it. It is if totally worth it. If you're tired of the same old, same old, then it, watch it because it, it was very well done. Yes. It was different. Just don't watch it on Amazon. No, probably not. Yeah. Unless you have better whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unless better you, app. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe if I had the Amazon Fire, everybody know. seems to get that. Fire Stick? Well, yeah, Jessica's got it. and, and uh, I know the solution to Amazon's Jessica's crappiness. Buy more it. Amazon products. Just, Jessica's sister just got it. Oh, okay. Because when the kids are over, they want to watch either Octonauts or Moana or Puppy Dog Palace. And you get tired of restarting every show. <laughs> right. And with the Amazon Fire thing, I guess you can just go, hey, Alexa, turn it on. <laughs> turn it on. So there we go. Yeah. How'd you like this Scott cast, Mom? Oh, I enjoyed it. Isn't it good? I enjoyed Isn't it. Fun it Scott time cast? went fast. It did. Fast. It went through the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. We. If you we, haven't seen it, like I said, go see it. Really. Yeah, it's worth it. And if and if you're excited for Taika Waititi, he's got this new movie coming out where he plays Hitler as an imaginary friend of a little boy in World War II Germany. And he's not—he's not like the evil Hitler. He's—he's the—he's the, he's the imaginary, imaginary friend right. of a boy who, who. Well, the boy's probably trying to get away from reality. I would imagine. Yeah, it's a pretty terrifying time. So I bet there's a whole bunch of really cool. So he's trying to make things nice for himself. Yeah, the way this guy makes makes a movie, I bet it's going to be really well done. It's going to be really interesting. Can't so wait to see it. Watch Jojo Rabbit. Watch Hunt for the Wilder People and subscribe to ScottCast. Subscribe. Email hotforscottcast at gmail.com if you'd like us to stop spoiling movies for you. Um, and uh, with that, uh, oh, the new the new uh, way I'm ending ScottCast is to, is to say is to just say, see ya suckers. Oh, no. You don't like that? No. What should we say? Uh, I don't know. Bid adieu again? That's what I've been doing. Bid adieu? Yeah, I bid the adieu. See you later. See you later, Scott Castigators. There you go. Alrighty, that'll do it. <laughs> okay.